Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton, J.P. Plant pushing all the buttons. Man, what a what a weekend it was in college baseball. I, I will tell you, did you see my, my memory that I posted today? <laughs> 20 to 12 and like 10 years ago, I'm like, well, I guess the more things change. The more they say the same offense galore in college baseball all weekend. and Yeah, all weekend because, I mean, I noticed it yesterday and I thought, okay, it's just maybe pitching getting thin at the back end of these regionals. But, I mean, Vanderbilt scores 20-something on the second day. I think there were some 20 spots hung on Friday, so it wasn't just thin pitching. Yeah, no, it was it was all weekend long. and. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy as it was, but we're going to talk a little bit about it um, as we are joined by Southeastern 14's Chris Lee. Chris, welcome in. Thanks for taking some time with us. How are you? Hey, uh, good afternoon. It is a, a fun time of the year. I'm, I'm sitting here in my bonus room with two big screens of baseball coming on and watching scoreboards and everything and it, it's that time of the year where there's a lot to keep up and man this this NCAA tournament so far if it's been anything it has been eventful <laughs> man it feels like this time of year this weekend is crazier than the NCAA basketball tournament to me oh I I, I think you're right um and it's the you know what it is in the NCAA tournament in, in basketball, like at some point, if a team is is winning by twenty and there's five minutes left, you know the game is over. Especially if the, if the better team is winning, um, that that's not the case in baseball this year. No lead seems to be safe. And I'll, I'll give you a a poor example. Uh, you know, close to home, I'm watching Vandy last night, they got what a, an eight to one lead. Although I think to be fair. Three of those came in the bottom of the sixth when they had Thomas Schultz hot. And I'm thinking, okay, if they hang on and win this one, they got to win tomorrow. And he hadn't thrown Schultz yet. He can give you 50 pitches and maybe use him to start a game because he hasn't done that yet. <laughs> you know, and then they throw him in the game in an 8 1 lead, and, and fans are going, well, wait a minute. Um, are you sure you wanted to do that? You had this guy and that guy. But. You can understand it at the same time because you watch Oklahoma State yesterday, which is now twelve nothing in the third and wins the game by fourteen runs. And you know what? What you think is unlikely, uh, we've seen crazier things than, than that this year. And it, it just is—I I don't know what else to say other than I've never seen anything like what we are seeing this weekend and, and, and this week as we get into Monday. Is is that a parody thing, Chris, or what is that? I mean, again, like you said, there's a, a what 27, run, 27 run swing, and that's not a series; that's a game. Well, that that has been the topic of conversation. You know, you hear the the guys on on Squeeze Play, which, by the way, if, if you're not watching Squeeze Play, what are you doing? That that's terrific. I'm I'm sitting here watching it right now, and you're you know, I'm watching three games at once on the same screen, and you know you can follow everything at once. Chris Burke and those guys in the studio 
are doing a tremendous job. I, I, I think it's a bunch of things. And, and excuse me, because this is going to take a couple minutes. Um, I, I think, first of all, that the bats are, even, even when they're legal, it, it's gotten to the point, and, and, and I know that the, the balls have been subject to, to a lot of discussion. I've not heard anybody prove anything about the ball. That, that's something that people have grabbed onto. Uh, and maybe there's something there. I don't know. Uh, you know, the home runs are flying out at a record number. Runs are being scored at a record number. I know the bats. I've been told, um, e- even when they're in the legal limits, and you assume a team is going to keep their close to specs because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to have a bat that's not close to specs because then you're, you're losing a competitive advantage to a guy in the other dugout who's going to keep them on the borderline. Um, but you've got that first of all. I think even the legal bats, um, you know, you're seeing balls hit so hard that, that you're wondering, okay, do those need to be brought down a notch or two? I, I wrote an article back about two months ago, um, made some enemies with it probably, but uh, I, I've established after talking to the NCA that it, it's too easy to cheat. Everybody's on the honor system. I, I think I'm not accusing anybody directly of it, any player, any team. I think it's going on. I, that, the whispering of that has been going on since March since before it became public. Um, you can look out on the internet. You can find companies that, that will tamper with that and advertise their services as making them undetectable. There's a lot of companies. I don't think those companies are in business because they're not doing business. So the question is, who are they doing it with? Is it, is it Little League? Is it college? Is it high school? Is it all of it? I, I think right now, given the, the penalties for cheating, I, I think that there's uh, that's going on somewhere. Um, I, I think you have pitching us down. You've had some of the best arms in the country have been hurt. You've got a lot of 23, 24-year-olds um, playing more than ever due to the COVID thing. I, I don't know that it's just one thing, but I think it's a lot of things. And I'll just tell you this. I don't have any information on this, but I would be very surprised if there's not a very long meeting of the minds of the NCAA in the offseason with the rules committee and the people that control the specs about the bats because I, I just think that it's, it's too easy the bats to me seem too hot, and and I, I don't know how you pitch anymore in college baseball. Um, if you throw a strike and catch too much play, you, you make a good pitch, and it gets hit out of the park. Heck, sometimes it gets hit out of the park the other way. Um, I just don't think that's how baseball was meant to be played, and I'm going to be very interested to see what happens with the bats because I think use the word parity. I, I think the bats and the offensive conditions have brought a lot of things to the middle here. And I, and I wonder, Chris, because the way what TD Waterhouse or, or whatever, whatever the facility is in Omaha now, the way it has played, it has kind of has taken the home run out of play. What are your expectations once we get back there here in about another week or so? Well, it, it has at times. Um, you know, I remember 2014, that what there were two or three balls hit out the whole tournament. Um, but you know, last year I remember some of the first games balls were getting out there, um, more than had been before. Um, I, it, it's going to bring home runs down some, but I mean, you saw the same thing in Hoover, right? For a couple of days, there's not a lot of run score, and then they get deeper into the weekend and pitching gets depleted and balls start flying out in what is, uh, you know, considered a, a pitcher's park. I, I, I don't think it's 2014 levels where you're not going to see home runs. But, but I do think we saw maybe more balls get out last year than, than you would have thought going in. 
Um, is it going to bring some stuff back to the middle? Sure. It's not going to play like Lindsey Nelson Field or Lindsey Nelson Stadium, uh, you know, or, or Georgia or some of these other small ballparks you see in the SEC. But, but I don't think it's what it was. And I think that's going to be very interesting. I do think it's going to take some of the cheaper home runs away. But, you know, to go there thinking you're going to see whole games without a home run, um, you know, that, that I don't know how realistic that's going to be this year. And, you know, as you, as you say that, and obviously Tennessee being the number one seed, uh, a lot of folks talk about how they rely too much on the home run ball, but obviously Hoover, a much bigger ballpark, much like uh, TD Ameritrade, gives uh, they went down there and won a tournament with a lot of really good baseball teams in it. So uh, no excuse for this Tennessee team if uh, if they can't get it done in Omaha. Well, look, I think sometimes what makes a team really impressive is not when it's clicking on all cylinders uh-huh. and everything's going well, but like what happens if you take away some of the things that they do really well, then, then what? And you look at Tennessee this weekend. Yeah. The, the, the Campbell game, it won on home runs. It got five of them. I think most of those were later in the ball game. They win the game on the long ball. I, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they hit one against Georgia Tech though. But what they did is, is one of the other things they do is they string together base hits. They have tough at bats. They make competitive swings. They'll hit the ball the other way. They take a lot of walks. I mean, say what about the home runs you want? They're impressed. Their approach at the plate is really impressive. And I would rather pitch to a lineup, uh, and I don't mean to single a team out, but like, say Vanderbilt. For most of the year, you had to worry about Bradfield, Keegan, and Jones, and, and those guys are just holy terrors to pitch to. But then you get six, seven, eight, nine, and, and it's, you know, ground out, strike out, ground out, strike out. Um, and that was Vanderbilt's problem mostly. You get to Tennessee, there's no spot in the lineup where those guys don't hit. Um, and that's just tough to pitch to with your ace. It's really tough to pitch to because your bullpen gets depleted. That, that's number one. Number two, I thought the most impressive thing about them this year was their pitching. Um, and, and I think you look at their starting rotation, it was probably the best in the country. Well, let's look at what happened to them this weekend, okay? Dolander Pitts, I think he's the most talented, healthy arm in the conference right now. He didn't pitch well. Um, Beam has not pitched well lately, didn't pitch well again. They brought Burns out of the bullpen. He didn't have any control of his pitches. He didn't pitch well. He threw an inning. Well, what happened? Blade Tidwell has come back, and he started pitching like an ace again, although it's Alabama State, so um, let, let's not go crazy with it, but we know what that kid can do. You, you took away from them three guys who were in their rotation all year. None of them pitched well this weekend, and the reason they won that series is they went to their bullpen. Kirby Cannell was really good. Will Mabry was even better, and, and I could argue that I, I don't know that they used McLaughlin all weekend. Um, I don't know that they see Chris all weekend. I'd have to look it up. The point is, if it was, if those guys had failed, they probably had another guy waiting in the wings that could have gotten the job done. I just think that's what makes them awfully tough. If you saw them win games in that regional, um, and get teams that could really hit the ball and they did it with their main arms not being good. And I just think that's what makes them so impressive. That's it. I, we talked about it with Joe Rexford on Friday, Mo. How this team 
really hadn't seen a whole lot of adversity and what would they do in the face of it? Well, we found out last night exactly what Tennessee would do in the face of adversity, and that's take it head on, uh, even as the away team. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will. Chris Lee with Southeastern four, uh, 14 with us here on Main Street Sports today. Chris, as you mentioned at the top, um, Vanderbilt getting ready for an all-or-nothing game out in Corvallis against the host Oregon State Beavers. And, again, I assume Oregon State will be the home team. I don't know. They will be today, yes. But they um, were not last yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. What What are your thoughts about this one, Chris? I mean, they battled back from a opening round loss to San Diego all the way back to force the if-necessary game. And, you know, I know that there are no – um moral victories for this program at this point. But, uh, you know, Oregon State's pitching's got to be a little bit depleted. Same for Vanderbilt. You know, what do, what do you think of the Commodores' chances here in about 30 minutes or so? I think Vandy's got enough arms left to win. They're going to start little today. He threw 33 pitches on Friday. Now, his starts have not gone well. But he is an exceptionally talented pitcher. There aren't five arms in the country more talented than him. He's still young. One day it's going to click. Maybe it's today, maybe it's next year, I don't know. But if, if the story coming out of this is Kristen Little gives them six or seven innings and, and they pull the upset today, I'm, I'm not shocked. Um, we talked about Tennessee starting pitching and how it, it did not perform this week. And look across the country. I, I'm not sure many people did. You had a guy at a lot of teams that in a spot, um, you know, what happened at A&M with um, Micah Dallas. Um, you know, I talked about Blade Tidwell, New Mexico State guys. I mean, you had it in spot, but you know, Vanderbilt just got killed down the stretch in games. You know, they had that awful stretch, losing five to six, going to the tournament, and then you get to this thing. And, and, and let, let's be fair here uh, to compare apples to, to oranges and, and such. You know, I, I, that park out in Oregon State is it, it's, the dimensions aren't huge. But it's damp air. The ball didn't always carry out there. And I, I do think that helped Vanderbilt some in his environment. It didn't get out as quickly there as it did in other parts. But, I, and I haven't fact-checked this, but I, I'm about 100% sure this is correct. Vanderbilt had four starters in this regional that went six innings or more. I, I don't know that you had any of the team that, that had a starter that went, had more than two starters that went six innings. Th- that is incredibly valuable in this environment. They didn't all pitch great, but they all pitched well enough. Again, you know, runs are being scored like crazy all over the country. Being able to do that, being able to save Schultz still last night with a seven-run lead against a team that walks a lot. You saw a guy that's got really good control. What their pitching staff has done, and, and, and their lineup, my goodness, literally eight of their nine guys are hitting right now. The only guy who is not hitting is Dave Diaz, but he's given him pretty decent defense. Uh, they're playing their best ball of the season today. I, I, I'm, I'm not predicting they win. Uh, my, my guess is that water rises back to its level and, and Oregon State with the three seed uh, and, and playing at home and the sort of, certainly a program knows how to win. Um, my, my guess is Oregon State wins today, but, but if Andy wins, I'm not at all surprised because of the way they have hit and the way they have hit. And, and having a kid like Little Fresh for today, they got Bryce Cunningham available. Um, Carter Holson can maybe give them an inning, I'm sure. Uh, I, I think they've got enough arms to do it today. I don't know if they do, but I think they've got enough. Chris Lee Southeastern 14 joining us here on Main Street Sports today, and we would be, be remiss if we didn't ask 
um, what were your thoughts about the reports regarding um, Kumar Rocker this weekend? I saw that he threw and threw pretty threw okay. I don't, I don't think his line was great. You may have it in front of me and can tell me. Um, I, I would have liked to have known, and I haven't read up on I think I just saw the box score. Um, I would have liked to know what the composition of pitches were. Um, it's like spring training, right? When, when you know a, a, a Greg Maddox or a Hall of Famer goes out there and gives up seven runs in three innings, and you know you don't panic sometimes because you know he's working on a pitch or it's early. Uh, it's hard for me to make a judgment on that without seeing it. Um, you know he's been guilty of kind of being a a fastball slider guy. Um, the, the command has been an issue. I, I think I really would have liked to have seen the start to see what pitches he was working on, uh, how he commanded his stuff was and everything to, to make a judgment. But I'll say this, it, it's good to see him pitching again. Um, I always thought the reports of, of the arm issues based on what I'd heard were overblown. Uh, hopefully maybe some of that puts it to rest because I, I thought the kid, he's had a tough year and he, he deserved better than what the Mets gave him. Through three plus or innings, maybe. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> give him, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry? It looks like four, according to the CBS report. No, three. I'm I'm looking at an AP article. says he threw three-plus innings, struck out six no walks, three hits, two earned runs. On a home run. Yeah, 60 pitches, 43 for strikes. Yeah, that home run was the last batter he faced. Um, Sat 95 to 97 and touched 99 with his fastball. And it it appears, Chris, that it's fastball slider, and the slider was in the mid-80s. So. Yeah, the, the 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 thing that jumped off the page there was the the ratio of balls to strike. That's fantastic. Um, that's what you need with him. If if he does that, even if the changeup or or the third pitch or whatever he needs isn't there, I think that's enough for him to be effective at least to pitch in a big league bullpen for now. Because you you've seen how elite the stuff has been on a good day. That that's really good to hear. That, that apparently he had his control. Pitching for Pete Encavilia. With the Tri City Valley Cats Ah, in Troy, New York. I would have been like, you could have gave me a hundred guesses. I'd have never got Valley Cats. No, 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 no. (laughs) Chris Lee, Southeastern 14, joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Chris, as always, really appreciate your insight. And I'll talk to you later, but glad to know that you are recovering. So, and we'll leave that there. Yeah, I think. Thank you for having me, and, and it's always a pleasure. And boy, there's a there's a fun day of baseball ahead. Absolutely, enjoy it. Hey, when we come back here on Main Street Sports today, we've got one, two, three, four, five Southeastern Conference teams trying to advance to Super Regionals through the if necessary games. So um, come back with us, and we're we'll- in the if necessary one suspended again. Auburn. Is, is has all but won the game. I don't even know why they're playing the dang thing. But Well, because you have to play nine innings. Well, and, and apparently, yeah. no lead is safe in the NCAA tournament this year. So there you go. Awesome. Um, come back with us here on Main Street Sports Today. Mm-hmm.